The South Congress Podcast is a lifestyle show that sometimes crosses over into mature territory. The views expressed are those of the hosts and guests who come from different backgrounds and experiences. Listener discretion is advised. This is humanity's chance to repent. Against all the evil that hell can conjure, all the wickedness that mankind can produce, we will send unto them only you. Saving your people will not bring you peace, only make the burden you carry worse. For millennia, we have survived. Made others sacrifice in the name of our prosperity. Who are you, a human, to defy our traditions? Salutations, fun seekers. This is What's the Fun in That? The gaming podcast where we discuss our passion for games and we try to find the innovation and fun in them. I'm your host, Quincy. Gamer tagging it as Captain hey, Vice. Guys. You can find me in these gaming streets Xbox, PlayStation, Twitch, Steam. We at your baby. Things move quickly. There are those who would seek to stop them. Nothing but a usurper. What's the fun in that is on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. What's the fun in that is part of the South Congress Podcast Network. So to find a show in your podcatcher of choice, just search for South Congress. And Congress is spelled with a K because, you know, we the cool kids. You'll find us various South Congress podcast shows, including the main show. But you'll also find what's the fun in that. Just check the labels. You'll see the episodes labeled. You can interact with us here at What's the Fun in That. There are multiple ways to get involved with the show. You can email the show. The email to the show is gamingvice at gmail.com. That's gamingvise at gmail.com. We are getting that Skies of Arcadia sequel one day. I feel it in my bones. <laughs> you can also tweet at the show. The Twitter handle to the show is at WTFIT9. What's the fun in that nine short or whatever that's called? But uh, go ahead and tweet at the show and we will read those on the show. The podcast also has a hot take hotline. Go ahead and hit the hotline and we will play your message on the show. The number is 979-221-6149. It goes straight to Google voicemail. It's not my personal phone number. So go ahead and hit that up. And today we got two voicemails for you. We're going to go ahead and get those out. Enjoy. You have two new messages. Hey, 
what's up? It's your boy Jamil, aka Dipped in V8 Splash, also known as Dipped Gaming, and I was dropping off a quick hot take on River City Girls. Um, not so hot. The game is fire. It's a eight. It's a sixteen-bit style retro beat 'em up, and it's very dope. Set in the River City world, uh, from classic River City games on the NES. Great combat. Um, there's backtracking. Uh, so it's not just like most beat em ups. You can actually go back, find things, upgrade things. Great game. I definitely recommend it. Uh, I played it on the Switch, but it is available also on PS4. I would check it out at your earliest convenience. Great game. You have one new message. Hey, guys. <laughs> um, nah, I'll go ahead and throw you a, a few little things. So I am actually happy that we see that Samurai Showdown is uh, getting a little bit of spotlight in Evo 2020. Um, I think it's one of those games that you had to play the other ones to kind of understand the love for the game. So I'm glad to see that that community is getting the support that it deserves. Ironically, I don't own it. <laughs> it's one of the games that I kept saying, like, I, I need to buy it. I need to buy it. I need to buy it. But I, I never got around to buying it. I literally just said it this morning in a screen. Um, so... I am going to actually get into that. Um, and I'm also, like I said, glad to see that in Blaze Blue in the list. Um, good to see some change um, in the fighters. Bye. <laughs> Infamous coming through and blessing us with the fighting game info. I'm definitely taking that clip. Hey, bye. Hold on, hold on. Let me run it back one more again. Hey, bye. Yeah. Yo, I appreciate the drop. Yeah, y'all. Check her out on Twitter at InfamousX1X and also Twitch. And the homie Dib, the day one homie coming through dropping that River City Girls review. Yo, I appreciate that. That game looks mad fun and it gets the A1 approval from the homie. And so I wanted to talk about that games are getting really involved, really intense and really complicated. Games are ranging from like straightforward puzzle games to complex beasts like a full-on Game of Thrones simulator called Crusader Kings with these deep, intricate mechanics. Even last episode, we discussed looter shooters, which you can spend as much time in the menu pouring over your gear, your stats, talents, perks. And you can spend as much time in the menus as you do looting and shooting. And so today, I wanted to make the case for straightforward games. And one of my favorite games is the turbocharged Rocket League. And it's cars playing soccer with Vin Diesel, Fast and Furious, turbocharged engine strapped on the back. Modern sports games feature unparalleled realism with intricate animations, detailed gameplay like high will, a player will catch the ball on third down, in traffic, on the road, at night. The sports games will utilize every button on a controller. And not only will they utilize every button, but the buttons are context sensitive. So depending on if your guy is engaged with a defender, he'll either swim move. But if he's not engaged with a defender, he'll do a SWAT animation. And so the games get very uh, deep and it's very contextual. And it's a lot of game knowledge and mechanical game knowledge to use. With Rocket League, it's a lot more straightforward. They don't try to emulate authenticity. You know, it's car, cars driving, playing soccer. The game pairs it down. It gives you three opponents, two teammates, two goals, and one ball. It's sea ball, chase ball, hit ball. It's very straightforward. It's immediately accessible and gratifying. The diff comes from game knowledge, knowing when to use turbo, when to go in the air to hit the ball, 
when to rotate positioning with your teammates, when to go for that collision, or when to simply take the shot or try to feed the ball off the wall to center it. It feels simple enough, but watching the pros play, it'll leave you in disbelief with just like the amount of talent, the skill, and the creativity that you see in the game. And so the game's depth does not come from overwhelming the player with game systems or mechanics or intricate uh, buttons, but rather how to use that specific set of tools. In two of the um, upcoming games at that I'm really excited for, one is a game called Half-Life Alex, and so it's a VR game that I still need to go out and buy a VR system, but I'm excited for Half-Life Alex. and the question becomes like, why would a dormant property that has not released a new game since 2007, why are people still clamoring for a sequel? Why is the myth of Half-Life 3 still out there? Why are people hyped for Half-Life Alex? Rise and shine, Mr. Freeman. Rise and shine. Not that I wish to imply you have been sleeping on the job. No one is more deserving of a rest, and all the effort in the world would have gone to waste until... Well, let's just say your hour has come again. So you have to realize that the reason why Half-Life is treated as one of the greatest of all times and why it's heralded as one of these uh, foundational first person shooters, because you have to look beyond the set pieces, the characters, the evocative world, the setting and storytelling. What elevated Half-Life to another level was how intuitive it was and how it taught you to play with its more complex puzzle physics systems. It's a masterclass in game design. One of the key tools in the game is the gravity gun. So beyond being a standard weapon of um, assault rifles, pistols, shotguns, it gave you this tool that allowed you to pick up things and also fire things. It was also key in providing new puzzles and new ways to play the game. So say for instance, when you first get the gravity gun, it teaches you how to use the gravity gun. You reach a room in which you are not allowed to progress. You have these chainsaw blades blocking your progress. And you also see an enemy that's dead and decapitated by one of the chainsaw blades. And so in order to um, progress, you have to remove the chainsaw blades from the doorway. And as soon as you remove one of the chainsaw blades from the doorway, a helpless enemy walks out in front of you. And instinctively, because they just previously showed you, hey, here's one of the enemies that's dead from a chainsaw blade. You instinctively just fire the blade, killing the enemy, probably cutting him half or chopping his head off, depending on your aim. And so it does many different small and intricate details like this that teaches you how to play the game. The right man in the wrong place can make all the difference in the world. So wake up, Mr. Freeman. Wake up and smell the ashes. The next game I'm looking forward to is Doom Eternal. The trailer just dropped. And so Doom Guy is pretty cool, but he's pretty much a space marine, which brings me to... Warhammer 40k Space Marina. Space Marines! Space Marines! Whoa! 
third-person shooter released during the 360 era trying to ride the wave of those mini games and it didn't have the cover system against war it didn't have the characters or the world of mass effect or the gadgetry and the realism of the ghost recon modern it was events war writer yeah i think that's the name of it no it, it didn't have none of that it gave you plasma guns. It gave you a chainsaw sword. Yeah, you know, your boy likes chainsaws. And one of my favorite things, it gave you a um, rocket pack with a hammer. It was all about the feels. It was the camera shaking as you're hulking thousand pound ultramarine just with every footstep. Just pat, pat, pat. You got the subtle camera shake. You just the visceral sound of the satisfying and gruesome explosion after you headshot an enemy don't ask me why the enemies exploded after you got a headshot on them i don't know but it felt good it had a very just evocative feeling to it and it was very straightforward and it was just pure unadulterated fun that got the business it got you in it got you out and it didn't waste your time it knew why you was there and it was there to give it to you in a similar vein of doom of that satisfying just glory kills blood guts and i think we need a more of appreciation for games like that um as games try to be any and everything it tries to be your hollywood movies it tries to be your mom and dad it tries to make you do too much these more straightforward games um it can be dumb like space marine but they can give you that immediate feel that feral feeling it can hide death with its simple control schemes like rocket league or it can give you just innovative and fun ways to play while teaching you the deeper more um complicated physics and puzzles like half life and so the next time you have to pull up a wiki or you're trying to find that crafting recipe and find 100 different items to finally craft that one table and you know we all fall in love with the myriad of complex choices that games give us and sometimes it's just straightforward games that are just as fun and rewarding i hope you had as much fun listening as we did making it it's been fun The ghastly eve, I can see to the ends of the world, and from this vantage point, I declare with utter certainty that this one is in the bag. Want to support the show? Want a specific topic, comment, show, or movie discuss? Supporting the South Congress podcast on Patreon allows you to dictate the conversation. Visit patreon.com/slash Seahawk for details on how you can support and guide the show. 